Several uh, weeks ago, even, uh, even months ago, uh, we uh, were planning out uh, a series um, months ahead and, uh, and looking at this series about home and all that means for us. One of the things that I felt like if we were going to be faithful to the, to the scriptures that we needed to address was the issue of what about those that do not have a home and especially children. That's a very biblical issue to deal with. And as I was thinking about that, I was so glad that in the providence of God that um, uh, Don and Jamie Ballard and their family became a part of our church uh, several months ago. And Don is the uh, church relations officer for Arrow Ministries, uh, which is an, a nationwide ministry for foster care and adoption that's centered on Christ. And he's going to bring a message to us on this biblical issue in just a little bit. So I'm going to endeavor not to preach another sermon right now, but instead share some very important things uh, with our church family today. And uh, the first thing I want to do is have us celebrate and recognize a little bit. This past uh, Thursday and Friday, the uh, 92 churches of the Nazarene in South Texas gathered together for their annual district assembly with representatives from each church and pastors gathered there. And one of the things that goes on there is to recognize people that are moving along in the process of what it means to be a God-called full-time minister in the Church of the Nazarene. And uh, the steps of that begin with being a locally licensed minister, which just happens within your own local church family. That's where the pastor and the church board where you are uh, hear your testimony and your call and you hear about your walk with the Lord and give you a local license. And then if you choose to move on from that, the next step is to be licensed by the district, that group that I just talked about. And this week, our children's pastor, Garen Showalter, was given his first district license as he heads towards being an ordained minister. And I think we ought to celebrate and recognize that with Garen. And uh, the, the highest level of, of that, uh, of that uh, voice of the church comes when you are ordained, either as an elder, as I am, and as Pastor Chad, Pastor Matt are, and even some others in this room. But uh, we, we have also another order in the Church of Nazarene called deacon. And I want to uh, describe to you what that is very briefly in an official way from the manual of the Church of the Nazarene. A deacon is a minister whose call of God to Christian ministry, gifts, and usefulness have been demonstrated and enhanced by proper training and experience, who has been separated to the service of Christ by a vote of a district assembly and by the solemn act of ordination, and who has been invested to perform certain functions of Christian ministry. A deacon does not witness to a specific call to preach, the church recognizes on the basis of scripture and experience that God calls individuals to lifetime ministry who do not witness to such a specific call and believes that individuals so called to such ministry should be recognized and confirmed by the church and should meet requirements, which includes both education and experience, and be granted responsibilities established by the church. And uh, at this district assembly, our own Michelle Anderson was ordained deacon in the Church of the Nazarene. And I want Michelle to come here right now.
Michelle, we have, a, we have a gift here for you, and uh, we celebrate with you, and we, you can hear this church body affirming what God has done and is doing and will do in your life and ministry with George by your side and a blessing on your family. Uh, we thought it would be good that a minister should have a Bible. Um, and uh, so uh, that is what is there, a, a study Bible for you to add. I, you know that I have several. I'm sure you have several. We really believe this will be uh, a great uh, blessing to you. Um, you have anything you want to say to your church, church family? I want to say thank you guys so much for your love and support and your prayers for me over the years. And uh, God is good and faithful, but I could not have gotten to where I am without my husband and without you guys and without Jeffrey and Chad and Matt and Garen and all the support they have given me. And I just love you guys. Thank you so much. One. <laughs> Michelle can officially be called Reverend now if you feel, if you feel so moved. Uh, I don't know if she'll force you to do that, but uh, she could be, and it would be appropriate. There is also uh, a lot uh, else that needs to be said today, and if you are a guest with us, um, these moments in our service are unusual, uh, very unusual. Uh, we uh, have the privilege of being a part of a church. It's something that I recognized when I first came to Houston First Church in Nazarene in January of 2001. Uh, we have a, a church here that is a, a sending and blessing church. That is, there's been many people go out from this church over the decades who've gone on to ministry and, and Christian living in other places. And uh, I, I need to announce to you today that uh, Pastor Chad and Jen Penner have accepted a call uh, to be the lead pastor at Canadian Hills Church of the Nazarene in Yukon, Oklahoma. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, this is not goodbye Sunday for them. There are many, many, many good and wonderful things that we can say about Chad and Jen. And we're going to save that till their last Sunday, which is May the 19th. So circle that on your calendar. Be here uh, to bless them and send them and use these next few weeks to encourage and pray for them and Sean and Ethan and, and Colby. And uh, we love them and hold them in high esteem and want God's absolute best for them. So uh, I want you to to hold that close to your heart, and we'll look forward to celebrating and sending on May the 19th. And then also um, in that um, district assembly of the churches of the Nazarene that, that I spoke to you about earlier, and some of you, just by the nature of the world we live in today, social media and, and then just the good old-fashioned grapevine, uh, are aware, and others perhaps not, and I'll try to explain a little bit uh, what goes on again that district assembly is made up of representatives uh, the pastors and uh, and elected people within their church to come to that district assembly and uh, the uh, the leader of the district is called a district superintendent and our district superintendent for the past 13 years has uh, been a, a great man his name is uh, 
Dwayne Schrader, and he has reached the age and made the decision to retire. And so it uh, was uh, this district assembly's obligation to elect a new district superintendent. And uh, there was a process that went on for a few months leading up to that, and I've been a part of the, the district advisory board and uh, was aware of this process and became aware a few months ago that it was possible, not probable, but possible that, uh, that I would be elected as that district superintendent and um, lived with that for a while, Julie and I have, and we came to a place where we certainly didn't know if it would happen, but we came to a place where we believed that if it did, that it was God who would bring it about. And um, after two long days of the assembly going through its process, uh, I was elected as the district superintendent for the South Texas District Church of the Nazarene. And, um, and I prayerfully but humbly accepted that position. Um, Thank you very much, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I was seeking not to be um, emotional today, and um, again, this isn't goodbye uh, day. Um, the, uh, the last Sunday that I officially will be your pastor will be the first Sunday of June, uh, June 2nd, and then after that, I will become the person who has the responsibility to work with the church board, the leaders of this church and this congregation, to call your next pastor. That's going to be a little weird. <laughs> um, so uh, I ask for your prayers. And, and I, I just, for those of you that, that have been through something like this, and there are some of you that, that have, although this church has been very fortunate to only have two pastors in the last 24 years or so. And um, I had a great predecessor in Keith Newman, and I know he's praying for this church. And I, I don't know how all this strikes you today, but these questions came to, came to my mind this morning, and, and I want to ask you these questions. Is God good? Is he? Is God strong? Is he really? How about, is he faithful? Well, if all of that's true, then that certainly applies to everything that's going on here today. For me and Julie and our family, for Chad and Jen and their family, and for the other pastors of this church who will remain here as God leads, and, and their families, and for all of you. And uh, I've been here long enough that, that for a few of you, I'm the only pastor you've ever had. And, and I look on the front row here, and I feel old today. Because uh, these were some babies when I first came here. And um, 
There's so much that, that God has done, and he's going to continue to be faithful. How many of you know the verse in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11? A lot, that's a pretty familiar verse to a lot of people. Um, I'm gonna, I want to read, read that to us real quick. I think uh, it's a familiar verse to many. It says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. And if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I, I, a lot of us love that verse. And I've, even, I've seen it tattooed on arms. I've seen it worn around people's necks. I've seen it on the walls in their homes. You know, that verse was not written to, ind to an individual. That verse was written to a group of people, even a nation. And it, it most definitely applies to this group of people today. So let's rest in that, and let's hold on to that. And uh, let's, let's believe God to be good, strong, and faithful. And let's pray for our church. It's an unusual service, and uh, we're going to hear the word of the Lord and, and have some more worship later. But, but I think it would be very, very good if we just came to prayer today. And the first thing I want to do is, is uh, Julie's going to come join me, and I want Chad and Jen to come and kneel here. I want our other pastors, Garen and, and Jen and Matt and Melanie, if you're in the room, and, and maybe somebody can help Melanie with, uh, with little Quinn. And, and um, Michelle, I want you to come, and, and our church leaders uh, to come forward, and, uh, and let's pray together. Just, just come on and gather in. And uh, in a moment, um, yeah, just, just kneel. That'd be great. And I'd love for our church board and leaders to come in behind them. And then as many of you as want to come and join us here and uh, gather in to pray, I think it would be a, a wonderful thing for us today. And I'm going to ask Jack McGinnis, uh, who is a, a faithful friend to me and uh, uh, one of the many strong rocks of this church to, to lead us in prayer. Let's pray. Father, our God, who can outplan you? We have no idea the plans you've got for us, Lord. They're so awesome. I, I, as I thought of this, I, I, I felt myself as one of the, the Hebrew children uh, right after they turned around and saw Pharaoh chasing them down. And God built a wall of fire to keep them away. And then he opened the Red Sea. And, and Moses is looking at all of us and saying, come on through. It's, it's a good thing. Come on through. And I'm thinking, oh, but who can outplan you, Lord? But when your plan comes together from so many different directions independently, I've learned in my life that the hand of God is moving and I get to see it again. So I'm just thankful, Lord, to be here at this place in this time. But I got to tell you, it takes our breath away sometimes. Uh, to think that we're part of the, the movement of God's hand. And so now we, 
we come to this season and we commit ourselves, Lord, to uh, and dedicate ourselves to your business at this local church because you've got a plan. You've, you've given Michelle uh, ordination. You've given Garen a license. You've, you've called Chad to his own church. We're so excited for him and, and for Jen. And, and you've called our pastor away to be the general superintendent. What a privilege we've had to have him for years. Uh, and now the district has recognized uh, his spiritual guidance and leadership. And so, uh, and, and, and then you give us property to build a church. I can't imagine what's going to happen, Lord, but I'm so excited. I am so excited to be around here to watch it. So now we want to pray for each one of these, Lord. We thank you for Michelle, and, and we thank you for the, the ministry that you've given her, having seen her grow through the years, having heard her testimony and her life story, and how you have molded her into the place where she is right now and given her her ordination to minister for you. All the, the concerns, the empathies, and the compassions that are wrapped up in this woman and her husband, George, that supports her so well. Uh, we pray for her, Lord. We pray for her ministry. Leave her in your hands. We thank you for Garen and the way he came to us, and now he's got his district license. And, and we pray for him and his family as they minister here in this church. Uh, we, we have no idea what, what you're going to do through Garen, and we just thank you uh, for bringing him our way. And we pray for Matt, Lord, uh, and his family. Uh, the new addition to the family and, and, and for what he's going to do in our church, Lord. We know he's an integral part of your plan. And we thank you for Chad and giving him a new ministry, his own church. Uh, how exciting, Lord. We can't wait to see what happens up there. And, and for Jen, Lord, what a, what a fine pastor's wife she is and, and what an example they're going to be to their congregation. We pray that you would bless them and their, their congregation and, and prepare them in advance. Uh, for the ministry to come. Uh, and Lord, uh, for Jeffrey, Lord, we thank you so much for Jeffrey and the years that we've had with him and, and what he has done uh, for our church and for Julie, Lord. And, and we pray that you would calm the apprehension that is a natural response to this election, Lord. Uh, it's, it's natural to ask, will I be the right leader? Will I be what is needed? But, but uh, Lord, we're reminded that when you call, you equip and and so they're going to be great and so i i pray that you put your hand on them give them peace and and to know that that this is what you have in mind for them lord and and for our church father i i was good friends with keith newman and i thought to myself when keith told me that he was going to leave i thought how are we going to replace keith newman but then you put together a group of men and, and it was a, a spiritual phenomenon that I had not experienced before. It was a great, awesome time when, when we, we searched for a pastor. And you brought Jeffrey Johnson here, the right man at the right time. And Lord, here we are again at the edge of the Red Sea. We're going to cross, Lord, and we can't wait to see the right man at the right time and who he is. Because we know this is not our church. It's your church and you care so much for, about us. So you're gonna lead us right through and, and all of this coming together at once is gonna be a blessing in our life. I can't wait to see what you're gonna do, Lord. So we, we humbly bow and we say, yes, Lord, we're gonna go through with you the way you lead us in Jesus' name, amen. I appreciate Jack's prayer so much. I do wanna make 
one little addendum to that. He uh, kind of promoted me even a little more. Um, in the, the Church of the Nazarene, with its uh, about two million members worldwide, there, there is an office called General Superintendent. There's only six of those uh, in the whole world. We have a former, uh, actually, General Superintendent Emeritus here today, my father, Dr. Thomas Johnson. And uh, my mom, my mom Janelle, and they're, they're here with us today, but uh, I'm a, going to be a district superintendent just in South Texas, which is plenty big enough for me. And I will not have uh, one-sixth of the world to, to cover, so that's good. Let's, uh, let's prepare our hearts for, the, uh, let's prepare our hearts for the, the word of the Lord. <clears throat> 